Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today we're going to be talking about uncomfortable conversations in dating and relationships. So I wanted to bring this up for two reasons. One is I've been having a lot of uncomfortable conversations in my life recently and I've been inspired by those conversations. And the second is with a lot of the women that I work with, with a lot of you who message me on Instagram, there seems to be a common theme of the fear of risking the relationship or risking the connection that you have with somebody and therefore going into people-pleasing behavior or not having honest conversations or not being willing to set a standard or to create a boundary. And so this is kind of exploring one aspect of that. And it's one way that women tend to people please a lot in relationships and in dating and to not honor themselves. And I want to tackle this specific aspect of it today. So there tend to be like three main categories of uncomfortable conversations that we can have in dating, but just in general in our relationships. The first is disclosure. And that's just when you tell somebody something or you need to discuss something that actually has nothing to do with them. So for example, telling them about an STD or telling them that you don't want kids or that you really do want kids or that you want to get married or Anything about you, your situation, your life that feels vulnerable and uncomfortable to share and to have a conversation about. The second one is boundary setting or expressing dissatisfaction with something that they did. And this can feel really uncomfortable because we can feel really triggered in those situations. So maybe they did something that just didn't quite sit right with you and it feels very uncomfortable to bring that up. And a lot of times, especially for women, we question ourselves and we wonder if we have the right to bring it up in the first place. And the third type of conversation that can be really uncomfortable is one where you're making a bold request of somebody. Maybe you're asking them to move in with you, or you're asking somebody for a raise, or you're asking somebody to take out the dishes more. And there are different levels to this, of course, but making requests of people can lead to uncomfortable conversations, which is what we're talking about today. So let's talk about why these conversations are uncomfortable. Why do we have anxiety? Why do we have fear? What is that emotion that happens within us when we're bringing up these different things, whether we're making a request or we're expressing dissatisfaction or we're disclosing something? And it really does come down to a certain fear that we have. And what I see most often with women that I work with is that the main fear is what if I drive them away? What if they think I'm too much? There's too much drama with me. I ask for too much. This is too complicated. I challenge them too much. And they just run away because it's too difficult and too challenging. And the second fear is, what if I'm not right? Or what if I don't have the right to bring this up? Maybe I just need to chill more. Maybe I just need to go with the flow. Maybe this isn't something that's fair to ask of them. And we then don't bring it up at all because we have the fear that we might not be in the right and we might not have the right to bring it up in the first place. 
You may have had experiences where difficult conversations were not expressed in a healthy way or were not welcomed by the people that you were in a relationship with, whether it was in your family or a boyfriend who didn't really understand how to handle emotions or have those types of conversations. And so we can have a lot of baggage there and that can make us really afraid to bring it up in future relations with people. So I want to give you some alternative ways to look at conflict and difficult conversations so that it actually feels better to you to have those types of conversations. Difficult conversations mean growth and learning. I feel like we all know that we learn the most and we grow the most when we're uncomfortable. And we learn a lot during conflict with other human beings because they have a perception that's different than ours and that challenges ours. So if you're really open, your perception of the world or the situation or of that person might change during this conflict. Or at least you'll have a better understanding of the way that they see the world. And it's actually possible for you to both have a different perception but still respect the other person's perception. Conflict and difficult conversations are also a really great opportunity to correct old patterns that are not helpful. So I remember in a past relationship, in the beginning of the relationship, we would have some conflict. And I remember one time we were sitting on the couch and I have no idea what we were talking about, but he said something that upset me and I stood up and I walked out the room And I went into the other bedroom and I closed the door. And I was like, I'm not speaking to him anymore. And he came in the room and he was like, you can't walk out of the room every time you're upset with me. I was like, oh, (laughs) like really? I can't do that? (laughs) Like, that's not okay? (laughs) And I learned through that conflict Like, and I think he explained it to me more. He said, um, like, you have to sit in it. (laughs) Like, you have to just sit here and, like, be upset with me for a little while or talk to me about it. You can't just run away every time because then we get nowhere when we're having conversations. And it was really challenging to break that pattern because that definitely is my pattern, is uh, conflict scares me or I feel like I'm getting rejected or I get overwhelmed by my emotions so I think I need to be alone to process them so my pattern is to run away or hide or think to myself that I'll just work through it in my head on my own and return when I'm fine and through that conflict with that person in that relationship I got an opportunity to correct that pattern and actually learn how to just sit in it and how to communicate even when there are overwhelming emotions or when I don't know how to express myself and that was really valuable. Uncomfortable conversations are also a great way to find out if that person's right for you and so that's the scary part. That's the really scary part is that you do risk something. You risk finding out the truth of whether or not you're compatible with somebody whether or not they are willing to grow and whether or not maybe you're willing to grow. And we have to risk that because even if you're avoiding uncomfortable conversations in order to 
not feel that risk of possibly losing somebody or finding out that they're not the right person for you, it you're just postponing it. So if you're avoiding it in the beginning and you're not bringing up things that upset you and you're just kind of dodging those uncomfortable moments and awkward situations, it will eventually catch up to you. And then you'll find out that they're not the right person for you a year in or two years in or five years in when you're living together. And we feel like we're preventing heartache or pain or discomfort by avoiding it. But just in general in life, when you're avoiding discomfort, you end up perpetuating it and it will catch up to you. Another good reason to have uncomfortable conversations and be more willing to speak up about the way that you feel is for attraction and tension in the relationship, especially in the very beginning. Um, The urge is to not have any uh, any tension or to break rapport at all, and that has the opposite effect. And if you want to build attraction with somebody, it's actually really important to be willing to risk the relationship a little bit and be willing to speak up about what you like and what you don't like. And with smaller things like playful things, whether you have a different opinion about something, but also with the bigger things, if you notice some behavior from them that you don't appreciate, being able to speak up about that in a healthy and positive way that doesn't like discourage them. And I'll share more about that in a minute. And lastly, although there's so much more I could say about the benefits of having these uncomfortable conversations, is that in my experience in any relationship where I was willing to have an uncomfortable conversation, it ended up being like a pressure release. And there's usually some tension building up between two people. And the moment that you actually say it out loud, that you have a conversation about it, that tension is temporarily heightened and then it's released and then the relationship is actually a lot smoother and more fun and more playful but as long as you're holding it inside and bottling it up and you're both feeling something weird the relationship doesn't feel good as long as you're doing that okay so let's talk about the how-to of these uncomfortable conversations that we need to have in dating the first step is to notice how you feel And that's something that, again, we feel like we have to deny or we need to logic our way out of. And it's important to first be aware of like, okay, hold on, something just happened. I'm feeling tense. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling disconnected from this person. I'm feeling the urge to run away or to reject them or something's happening and I don't feel good. And then ask yourself, okay, what just happened? What are the facts of what happened? And what do I think about that? So there's a difference between what actually happened and your thoughts about it. So maybe what actually happened is he canceled your date 30 minutes before the date. And your thoughts about that are, well, if he really liked me, he wouldn't have done that. And that's where that tension comes from. Or maybe there's a thought like, he doesn't respect me. Or, you know, just all the thoughts that come up. Realize first and foremost that you will take care of you. So we're going to bring up the conversation. 
We're going to express it to them. But before you even do that, make sure that you come to a place of knowing that you're on your own side and that no matter what their reaction is, no matter what they say to you, whether they agree with you or not, you will have your own back and you will not turn on yourself just because it didn't work out the way you wanted it to work out out there. And then you can tell the person the facts of what happened and what you noticed happened within you in response to those facts. So you can say, hey, when you canceled our date earlier today, just 30 minutes before we were supposed to meet up, I noticed that I felt really uncomfortable and angry even because it felt like you didn't respect me in that moment. And then the next step is that you're going to share your intentions for sharing that with them. Your intention could be, hey, I just want to put it out there and see if you had a different perception of the situation or if there's more information that I need to know or if I didn't understand something completely. Um, Your intention could be to learn something. It could be to be more authentic in the relationship. It could be to set a boundary and tell them something is definitely not okay for you. Um, It could be whatever it is for you. But it's good to tell people the intention because especially with men, sometimes they think you're bringing something up because you want them to solve a problem, which is not always the case. And I would say mostly is not the case. So it's good to express to them, hey, I'm not bringing this up because I want you to resolve my feelings or problem solve here. I'm just wanting to express this to you. And whatever it is for you, um, just make sure that it's clear so he knows what's expected of him. So a really good example of this is that my friend Dylan, (laughs) shout out to Dylan, Um, he... We went to Tony Robbins with the rest of the team uh, a few weeks ago. And while we were there, I'm not sure why, but I felt some tension between the two of us. And I really have no clue where it came from. But one thing that was bothering me was that he was fist bumping me a lot. And I didn't like it for some reason. And it was weird because in other situations, I really wouldn't care, but something was just going on there. And after the event, he texted me and he said, hey, can we talk on the phone for a few minutes? I said, sure. And he called me and he said, hey, I noticed there was some tension between us and I want to make sure that I'm not projecting that, but that's kind of what I felt. It felt like you were upset with me. And I just wanted to touch base, especially since you're moving out here. I want to make sure that we clear the air between us and communicate about anything weird that's going on. So he made his intention clear, which was to just make sure that we're on the same page and clear the air. He also told me the facts of the situation, like, hey, we were hanging out here and I noticed you were like this. And my perception is that you're upset with me. And then I just told him, like, I didn't want to fist bump. Um, But just in general, that something, I don't know, like, we just talked about it and it was resolved in, like, three minutes. And after we ended up that phone call, I remember thinking to myself, like, I wish I had just brought it up, like, within the first second 
that I was feeling that way. I wish I would have just said something and done what he did because then I would have enjoyed much more time with him and that that tension would have been released and everything would have been back to normal. So again, that's like the, we put off these uncomfortable conversations only to then spoil the moments that we have with people because we're not expressing ourselves. And I'll end with just one more example that's actually related to dating. And I remember dating somebody and as things were escalating and we're seeing each other more often, I noticed that I wanted to be exclusive and I didn't want them to date other people and I wouldn't feel comfortable with them dating other people. And I felt really nervous about bringing that up for the same fears that we just mentioned before. And I brought it up and I felt uncomfortable and it was uncomfortable. And their answer was not an immediate yes. It was like, okay, let's just take some time and kind of think about it. And I remember after that conversation, going home and thinking to myself, man, I'm so glad that I asked. (laughs) I'm so glad I brought that up because I could have easily just made the assumption that we're on the same page. And secondly, no matter what he responds now, whether he wants to or he doesn't want to, I remember feeling this really deep sense of gratitude towards myself that I honored what I knew that I needed and wanted in that moment. And it would have been really tempting to just go with the flow and pretend I'm cool with whatever and um, like I don't really need that. But I chose to honor myself, even though it was really uncomfortable, even though there was the risk of the person saying no or maybe not wanting to date me anymore. And I realized that that sense of gratitude towards yourself, honoring yourself and integrity within yourself is more valuable and important than the outcome of that conversation that you're having with the person. All right, I hope this episode inspired you to honor yourself, to stop people-pleasing in order to try and attract men, and gave you some useful tips for how to have those conversations with people in a productive and healthy and respectful way. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect with me, I would love to meet you over on Instagram. My name is Amber Grubenman on Instagram. I also have my free guide, copy and paste texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky, and you can download that in the show notes. And I hope you have an awesome day. Bye.